Hi, this is Nathan. My passion is to provide Christ-centered Bible teaching and resources that glorifies God and will encourage and equip you to grow spiritually and live a Christ-centered life. If you would like more resources to help you understand the Word of God and cultivate a passionate love for Jesus that turns the world upside down, please visit deeperchristian.com. Now, grab your Bible as we dive into this message from God's Word. Well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to turn to Psalm 46. Um, Before we actually dive into the psalm itself, I want to give you a quote. It's actually one of my favorite quotes from A.W. Tozer. A.W. Tozer said this. He said, the man who would truly know God must give time to him. And I don't know about you, but every time I've ever heard that quote, I've actually been deeply stirred and convicted because it really gets to the very heart of the issue. Again, Tozer says, the man who would truly know God must give time to him. In other words, there's actually not a way to get to know God outside of actually spending time with him. And I think in our culture, in our society, you know, we want everything instantaneous. You know, we want the uh, drive-through, we want the microwavable solution. We, we want the instantaneous and we forget that if we're actually going to cultivate a deep relationship with God himself, it actually takes time. We, we just can't rush through the process. There's, there's not a checklist for us to go through that we finally get done. And we're like, all right, now I know God. See, it's a, it's relationship. And as such, it's going to take time to deepen, to develop, to mature, to, to enrich and build that trust. I love what Psalm 46 says. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Uh, Several years ago, this verse kind of became a deeply convicting passage in my life. And I'd heard it so many times. In fact, down in my office, I actually have a plaque that I got that has this verse on it. Be still and know that I am God. And we can know that and we can we can go through the language and we can say all that. But the question that began to press upon me is, am I actually doing that? Am I actually slowing down enough to spend time getting to know our amazing God? And truth be told, I think the conclusion I had was, well, yeah, I know him, but I'm actually not spending a lot of time with him. And there's something interesting in ministry that I've noticed and having been in ministry now for a long time, the thing I've noticed is that it's so easy to justify doing ministry for God that we forget that we need time with God. And one of the biggest challenges of my personal life is actually having to guard and protect that time with God, that I'm cultivating that intimacy, that relationship from which the ministry should be pouring out from, that I should be doing ministry as an overflow from my intimacy with God, not as a substitute by me not spending time with him. And as I look at this passage, it's interesting that idea of to be still has this idea of to cease from striving, to relax, to become weak, or to rest. 
See, we actually have to make the decision that if we're actually going to grow in intimacy and understanding and knowing our God, then we actually need to pause, slow down, and spend time with him. I love it. Corey Ten Boom says, she said that, she said, beware the busyness or the barrenness of a busy life. So let me say that again. Beware the barrenness of a busy life. Corey Ten Boom points out the fact that, hey, if you live a busy life, while there's nothing inherently wrong about that, the struggle or the concern is, she says that it can easily lead to a barren spiritual life. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to do all these great things for God and get to the end of the race and realize that I've actually been disqualified myself because I was not cultivating that relationship with him. I love what Jesus says in John 15, right? Uh, over and over, he just says, hey, you are to abide in me or you are to remain in me. That word abide, it's the Greek word minnow. It has this idea, just like that word be still, it has this idea of to sink down into like a chair, has this idea of to cling or to hold tight to. Maybe my favorite definition of abiding is to refuse to depart. And so here's Jesus and he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And then he says in verse four, remain or abide in me as I abide in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. It's a wonderful encouragement that if you are experiencing the pruning process of God, it actually is a great sign to your soul that you are a healthy branch. That if you were a dead branch, it would actually just mean that you were to be cut off and thrown into the fire. But when you're being pruned and when you're being sanctified, when, when God is bringing correction and trimming areas of your life off, you realize it's a great sign because it means that you're actually going to be able to bear more fruit. But I love this, and you probably heard me say this several times, but what is the job description of the branch? Interestingly, it's not to produce fruit. The job description of the branch is to abide. And when a branch is abiding in the vine and the life-giving sap of the vine is flowing out into the branches, no doubt about it, it will produce fruit. So yes, fruit is going to be evident, but fruit is merely the natural evidence of a branch abiding in the vine. So when we look at our lives, how are we going to know that we know God? How are we going to realize that we are abiding. Oh, there's going to be fruit. There's going to be a greater intimacy. There's going to be a greater fulfillment of his life in and through us. So when we look at Psalm 46, be still. Hey, settle down. Rest. Hey, calm down. Chill out a little bit, right? Slow down and know that I am God. Build. Take the time to build and establish that relationship with me, says Jesus. Here in John 15, Jesus says, hey, you are a branch, which means you're going to have to rest. Hey, you're going to have to allow the life of the vine to come up into your life as the branch. Are you doing that? I don't know about you, but just in the season that we are in, it is so easy with all this extra time that there's some, some people have all this free time. Some of us have less time, but in the midst of the time that we do have, it's so easy to fill it with just activities and things or entertainment or distractions. Rather than saying, 
what if I would use this season to actually get to know my God? Again, Tozer says, the man who would know God, truly know God, must give time to him. We're told, be still. Hey, slow down and give time to know that I am God, says the Lord. Jesus says, hey, abide, rest, cling to, refuse to depart from me. Allow your life to see and demonstrate and experience the reality of my life. And you probably already know this, but in the Psalm 4610 passage, be still and know that I am God. Obviously, it was written in Hebrew. But when we look at the Greek translation of that, the word for know is my favorite Greek word, gnosko. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Which is this idea of not just knowing something intellectually. It's not just knowing something academically. It's not even just having a perception of it. It's how am I going to know? Oh, I'm going to know through relationship and experience. I'm going to intimately know my God. Why? Oh, because I'm being still and getting to know him. Jesus said in John 17, 3, this is eternal life. And if you've ever wanted to know what eternal life is, it's really simple. Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they might know, gnosko, you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And so how are we going to know him? Oh, can I encourage you to be still before him? Not just to run around and, and fill your time with busyness. Because as Corey Tim Boom says, hey, beware the barrenness. Beware the emptiness of the busy life. That sometimes when we take the time to slow down and actually spend it intentionally going after Jesus and getting to know him and, and, and just living in the reality of his life, that's when we begin to truly experience our God and really get to know him. So I am praying for that for you today. I am praying that you would be still, slow down, and get to know our Jesus. He is worth getting to know, not just informationally, not even through perception, but through intimacy and relationship and oneness. Oh, would you have that with him today? Be still and know that he is God. Mm -hmm. 